one of the beautiful things and one of the frustrating things about reading the scriptures is that God deals with every character in the Bible differently. No two stories are similar. And it's the same thing with each of our lives. So the story of Evan's experience in the Apon family is going to be completely different than every other sibling. Mm-hmm. And so you can't hear Evan and my story and try to project that onto your children because that's not how God works. We are just an example of how God can work. And I think what we would encourage you to do is to be the godly woman that is spirit-led and just allow God to bring into your situation exactly what your specific child needs at that time. God is a father to the fatherless. 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 Welcome moms to the Help I'm Raising Fatherless Kids podcast. I'm your host, Lori Apon, and we are in the midst of a series on mentoring. I believe this is one of the number one questions for moms who are raising kids without a dad, especially moms of boys. And so we are just taking some time to bring on some men and some young men who have been mentored just to share their mentoring experience and to hear from the mentors and just to really hear how God was at work, because that is the key. You don't put a sign in your yard and say, I need a mentor for my son. It really is trusting that God is going to bring men into the lives of your boys and women into the lives of your girls, godly role models for your daughters and God will do that. And so welcome. I'm super excited to have Dave and Nabnet with us and my son, Evan Apon. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, hello. Hello, our privilege. So Dave is our neighbor, still our neighbor, been our neighbor. And so you'll get to hear how this mentoring relationship came about. So why don't we start with you, Evan, and Those of you who are listening have already heard Evan. He's been on the podcast before. Evan, why don't you briefly share your story of when and how you became fatherless? How old were you when your dad died? I am child number six out of eight. My father passed away three days before my fourth birthday. And so for the majority of my young adult and adult years, I've been without that dad figure in my life. Yes, you'll get to hear Evan's full story of how God walked him through growing up without a dad and then how he looked to God as father. We'll be sharing his story. We call it a trophy of grace story later on this year. And Evan, you were just four years old, so we will be talking about the impact that had on your life. But Dave, let's just introduce you into the story. You were our neighbor. And I don't even remember. That's why I want you all to be able to tell the story of how old you were, Evan, when you met Dave. And Dave, what was the initial impact when you heard Evan's story, when you heard about the death of his dad? And what led you to connect with Evan in the way that turned into a mentoring relationship? Yeah, so I didn't hear of the story right when it took place. 
It was several years later. We had moved in the same subdivision that you you folks were living in. And um, I was in a singing ministry. And we heard about a need that your family had. And then I heard about the story of your family. And I was very familiar with the band that your husband was in. And they had impacted us greatly. And so when we heard the story, it just it profoundly affected me. And then to hear that, you know, you, you guys were local, it was amazing. And then when I found out you lived in the same subdivision, that was amazing. But I think that the ministry that I was in at the time, we contributed with other people to a need that was evident in, in your family's life at that time. And that was kind of the introduction where I first heard the story. And then, I don't know, Evan, you'll have to help me out here, but I think Stephen and you we're in Sunday school together or in drama together yeah. or something like that. What I can remember the first interaction was that I was attending school at the King's Academy and was on the cross country team. And you were homeschooling your children and you wanted to find uh, some sort of a sports outlet for your kids to join. Yes. We must've been 11 or 12, I think. And so y'all joined the cross country team and then when we would go do practices and races, we eventually realized that we were neighbors. Sometimes we'd ride together or, you know, we would come home from a race and then like we'd want to hang out. So the mentorship with us really began through the friendship of Dave's oldest child, Stephen, and just hanging out as kids in the neighborhood. And then as I got older, that friendship with Stephen continued to grow. And so did my friendship and mentorship with Dave. Yeah, moms, you hear a couple things that took place here, again, as only God can orchestrate. So Dave was part of a ministry called This Hope. And so I remember that need. Actually, This Hope came to our aid a couple of times. I needed a new dishwasher. I don't know if you remember that was the need, but it makes me cry. But they bought a new dishwasher for me. And then they were instrumental in helping my family go on a vacation and were part of that. So they were serving in the body of Christ, which I'm sure, ladies, a lot of you have the body of Christ meeting a lot of your needs. If you are in a situation where you don't have a large community coming alongside, just pray because God is going to be faithful to you. But also, I know we're in a day and age where you just don't let your children run out in the neighborhood and it's not always safe to send them out to spend time in the neighbor's homes. Back in the day, this is like 24 years ago, that wasn't the case. And so I knew that Evan was in a good place when he was out enjoying playing with the neighbors. And then Dave, for you to take him to cross country was a gift in itself because I couldn't take my children to all these extracurricular activities they needed to be in. And moms, I remember thinking, we're just not doing extracurricular. We can't do it. And it was my dad that said, your kids would benefit more from being in some of those activities than they benefit from you being at all the activities. And I didn't really believe that. I wanted to watch them participate, but I didn't have to be there taking them to all the practices and all that. And several of the mentoring relationships for my children came through the relationships that were built with the coaches or 
Dave, our neighbor, in this situation, who just came along to meet the need of taking my kids to cross country. And then over the course of that time, the relationship was built. So carry on from there. I just wanted to interject. You don't know, you don't know what God is doing in the beginning in a relationship. And then I can't wait for them to hear what he's done in your relationship. So what did that look like in the beginning? It was a friendship. And then how did it evolve over time? Yeah, it was a friendship. They ran together. And then, I don't know, I think one of the biggest things in all of this was the trampoline in my backyard. (laughs) Um, um, Evan and Micah and Isaac at different times and the girls. I mean, there was a lot of activity over here. And then my kids would go down to your house, too. And they would make silly videos and commercials. Mm -hmm. And it was just kind of an organic friendship that just mm-hmm. blossomed. Yeah, I can remember making videos. I remember doing a lot of cooking too, because Dave's family has a lot of very talented cooks. And so I remember like Dave walking into the kitchen and whatnot and just destruction all over because we had busted open a bag of flour or we had gotten bacon grease everywhere, but we just enjoyed being creative. And Dave, just from the beginning, uh, opened up their house just for fun, and it was safe. I can remember feeling just like it was a safe place to just exist and um, and do just fun things as kids. And Dave, I don't really remember when it sort of switched into more of like me and you having a friendship, but I know that as I got older, I just continued <laughs> to lean on Dave in different ways for questions I don't think any of us really recognized it as a mentorship relationship till like much later that like when I was experiencing things in life or I had questions that I typically would go to a dad for that I was calling Dave Mm -hmm. he was in my life and he was available and that's just kind of how it progressed Mm -hmm. yeah you hit it on the head we were just family friends hanging out doing stuff together and obviously both my wife and I our hearts were knit to you kids just because of the need. There's no doubt about that. And so obviously we wanted to invest in your family, maybe over some other families. And it was so rewarding because you you guys are good kids. It was fun. And my children were similar ages to where you guys are at at the time. As you said, Evan, it was just a natural organic progression of friendship. And then I remember as you got older and you were dealing with some things in your life that were starting to be more than just kid issues. And we were having some, some serious conversations and I felt like I needed to talk to your mom, Lori, and kind of get permission to be speaking into your life kind of at that next level and encouraging you in different ways, et cetera. And so I remember going to you, Lori, and basically just asking if you'd mind if I spoke very intentionally into Evan's life on different topics. And I I remember your response. It was so beautiful in that you kind of choked up and you said, I just have to share with you over the last couple of weeks, God has burdened my heart for him to have that mentoring relationship. And then you made the statement, how is it after all of these years that I'm surprised when God specifically answers my mm-hmm. prayer on these mm-hmm. issues? And I'm so glad that you 
shared that with me because that encouraged me. It blessed my heart to think that, you know, I didn't know that you had been praying for that, but it just reminded me that, you know, as Christians, we need to constantly be seeking the mind of Christ so that we can be walking in obedience and we can have these incredible, glorious experiences of ministering to one mm-hmm. another. And so we we talked about it and that started yeah. the next phase. Awesome. And I respect so much that you asked my permission again, moms, just to have that connection where you're involved with the mentor and they have respect for you and both have the good of the child. It's just so important to have that communication. Now, I certainly wasn't involved in any of the further discussions that Dave and Evan had. I didn't need to be. That was God's gift to me that now there was a man investing in Evan's life where Evan could ask those questions that young men just aren't going to ask their moms. They're just not going to be comfortable to talk about some things or share struggles. It's not healthy for the mom to hear some of those struggles with her son either. So it was just a real gift of God's intervention. So thank you. See, I didn't even know some of that stuff that y'all were discussing about, you know, that background conversation. But I wanted to say, going back to some of the early stages, I can remember Dave is a mountain man. So uh, Dave, correct me if I'm wrong, but you spent the first 18 years of your life in Montana and then the next 18 years of your life in Alaska. (laughs) Yeah. So two extreme places to be. And that's evident in that he loves to hunt and fish. And I can remember uh, just real early on being involved in some of that stuff, like doing some some small camping stuff and some outdoor things that a fatherless boy might not otherwise experience. And that was really exciting because getting to do those things as a young man is, I think it's important. And it was fun to have that outlet. But then as I look back, I can remember little moments where Dave was, and now I know it's just who you are, Dave. And it's just, it's just you're genuine through and through, but moments where scripture was tied in, it could be out camping and experiencing wildlife and talking about creation or talking about the food chain in the wilderness and the way that God created things to survive. And like scripture was always tied in, but it was never, I never felt that it was like forced. Like I really felt like Dave just genuinely overflowed with scripture coming out of him. And that's just how I was influenced was it wasn't pushed. It wasn't forced. It was just natural scripture tied through that as I grew up, that became a core part of my upbringing was Mm -hmm. being able to look through the world in a biblical worldview and seeing how scripture ties into that kind of thing. So that, that was a little bit of the early phases and how it sort of started and progressed was seeing some of that exciting man stuff. Which is Mm -hmm. a gift for a mom. I know you're not even going to believe this, but I shouldn't even say it. But I was just, I was scared, I think would be the the bottom line. You know, fear is our greatest foe when we're going through raising kids without a dad. And so my kids couldn't do guns. They couldn't do a lot of outdoorsy things because that was just my comfort level, I guess. And so to know that Evan was getting that experience was happy. And I sure wasn't having to take him fishing. (laughs) I think back, Evan, 
showed me a picture at one point. He had caught a fish. It was giant, wasn't it, Evan? It was a giant fish. I think I held it this close to the... Actually, yeah, I think it was just a (laughs) small little fish, but you would have thought it was enormous. But he said... Is that it wasn't very big, but how excited I was that it it was as if it was huge. Exactly. He had caught a fish. And when he showed me the picture, he said, but mom, do you see what's really special about this picture? And I kept trying to brag on the fish and I'm trying to say all the right things to encourage my son. And what he wanted me to see was Dave was in the background. It makes me cry because he was like, Dave was there teaching me how to fish. We'll have to Mm -hmm. post that picture. But it was just the impact, Dave, that you had on him through what you probably didn't seem like it was a big thing at the time. You just took a neighbor boy fishing, you know, and just Mm -hmm. how that really impacted your life, Evan, and then just charted the course of your life through the experiences. And how often did you all spend time together? You know, it varied. It wasn't all the time. Mm -hmm. It just kind of was natural. We didn't have a weekly let's get together on Tuesday night. It wasn't like that. It just kind of organic again, just as the need was there because he was busy, I was busy and it just kind of happened. And I would like to say that it was interesting how we didn't do lots and lots of things together, but when we did do things together, God seemed to show up and bring special poignant moments Mm -hmm. in that. Um, Like the time we went camping and the coyotes were howling and <laughs> the bobcats were going. I mean, it was just a, it was a magical time. And you can go camping a lot of times and not experience some of the things mm-hmm. that Evan has got to experience. What I'm trying to say is that God honors our efforts as feeble as they may be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he can bring special things out of them if we just are obedient. I don't know. We had some great times and it was God's quality brought to them. Yeah. Dave's father-in-law had a jet ski boat uh, or ski boat. And I remember tons of times in the summertime going out, water skiing, sitting on the lake. And there was even uh, a tree swing. I look back and see how important that was because it was challenged. Like Dave, as a young man, Evan, go up there and, and go swing off that and do a flip into the water. You know, that's scary, but... It's like Dave was creating that cushion of support, but also a young man needs to be challenged in different ways to grow mm-hmm. that bravery and that grit towards life. And I can remember that being important. And some of the things Dave was referring to was before I got married, Dave wanted to meet with me to have some conversations over intimacy and marriage. And then also talk about what does a, a biblical husband look like? And one of those things was we went on like a two day camping trip but it wasn't like a tent type of thing it was we got all of our luggage and stuff into a canoe and we went and canoed many miles up the river and climbed this mountain and got to this very far out like very isolated place and that was just an experience I won't forget sounds like you brought him through some rites of passages you know where that's just crucial in a young man's life And so God really orchestrated that and used you, Dave, in a way that to God be the glory and only God can thank you and bless you for that gift. Moms, 
we do live in a day and age where we have to be careful who we entrust our children to. But at the same time, we have to trust that God is going to care for our children. He's father to the fatherless. So we have to trust God when we entrust our children to men like Dave, who was a neighbor, you know, I mean, there were times like Evan's like, we're going to be jumping off the ropes and jumping off the rocks, jumping off cliffs. And I was like, talk about out of my comfort zone. But I trusted God. And then I trusted that God was going to be there with Evan and Dave. And so thank you for that. I know there was a big moment that you were used, Dave, in Evan's life, in your spiritual life. Evan, you remember, wasn't he a part of that? Dave was influential in my salvation and walking me through what that looks like. And the thing was, I was raised in a Christian home, so I knew who God was since before I could speak and knew the right different things and went to Sunday school and stuff. But Dave welcomed me into what does a faith journey look like and what does true Christianity look like um, first through the example of his life and how he led his family and how he was an example, but um, in, in the ways of teaching me, what does it look like? And so it was through conversations with Dave and through scripture reading with Dave and prayers with Dave that I was saved through a lot of conversations right around the time when I was 16, 17. So I was in my later high school years and about to go off to college when life is just tricky um, for any, any moms that have, you know, 16 to 17 year olds, life is just difficult. So I just am so thankful for Dave being there in my life during that time, because he was always available to answer questions and to have conversations when needed. And it was through those conversations at that time in my life that I became a true believer and understood what that looked like. So that was pretty cool. So cool. I remember that day when you came and told me you truly trusted the Lord to be your savior, which, you know, moms, a lot of our kids grow up in the church and they know all the right words and they often think they really do have a relationship with the Lord. So I'm thankful before you did head out of the home that God saved you. Yeah, that's awesome. So I think you both kind of answered this, but how would you say the mentoring relationship did impact you personally? You've kind of alluded to it here and there, but if you were just to sum that up for you, Dave, in the beginning, you're helping a neighbor kid who's playing with your children. And then, then all of a sudden it went to a new level where you realized, wow, I've got to be intentional about these conversations. And so how was that used in your own life? Yes, absolutely. As you go through life, the older you get, the more focused and sharp we see the things in life that are truly important. There's a lot of things that we're chasing around when we're young with work and accomplishment and money and pleasure and just all of this stuff. and then. You start realizing that really the only thing that matters is people. And Jesus came to this world for people. And, you know, James, true and undefiled religion is the widows and the fatherless, the orphans, and the people that have it hard, fill in the blank. And so when God allows you the privilege 
or the platform to be speaking into a life like that, it is beyond rewarding. You know, at, at the time, you don't know how you're impacting it. This conversation is very healthy for me. I didn't know a lot <laughs> of this that you're saying, you know, we were just hanging out. And so it's very encouraging and very rewarding to be investing in lives because very soon this world is mm-hmm. going to go up in mm-hmm. flames and it's, it's all going to burn. What is going to be left is us. And the fact that Evan and his family, you know, we're investing not just in Evan, we're investing in his family and his children and his grandchildren and their grandchildren. And someday we could have hundreds or thousands of people assembled around us that are products of the time that we spend, you know, those mentoring years. Mm -hmm. Only heaven will reveal to us what is truly taking place. Absolutely. And Evan, I think you've shared the impact it's had on you personally in the later years. Now, I think I have watched the relationship, correct me if I'm wrong, evolve even to a whole new level. Evan, now you are a man and you are a husband. And now that relationship, it's still a mentoring relationship. But I think I've watched a friendship actually develop It's a gift. When I look back on Dave and I's relationship, I would say first that from a life perspective, I just gained so much from Dave about being a man that uh, as a young man without a dad, I don't know what else it would have looked like. But the freedom to experience life as a man, to get dirty, to do difficult things and just all of that. As a single mom, it can be difficult to bestow to your kids. And so just so much of like looking at Dave, like this is okay to do. Like I can jump off these rocks. I can swim in 30 degree weather and stuff. And just the freedom to be experiencing life as a man, but then spiritually it was impactful to learn what it's like to use scripture as a daily guide and not just as a Sunday morning textbook. But really referring back to scripture for all areas of life, reading the word for what it is and the truths that come from it. And it is interesting, Dave, because I mean, I went to school in a different state and we remained in touch and then growing into a man with a wife now and a life of my own is still staying connected. And me and Dave just a couple weeks ago went to the shooting range and we're shooting some guns as two grown men at this point. But it's just so important for mentorship to happen. And mom, I would say probably to single moms and widows that are listening that I am so glad that you had that trust early on, even though you might've been fearful to not be a helicopter mom and, and want to demand full control, but having that trust to let me go and experience life through a mentor. And I know that you had trust, but you also understood that your children belong to the Lord and, and that's who they ultimately are accountable to. And so me having that freedom was very important. And you can see what sort of connection has been created because of that. It's been life-changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would also interject here it is exciting to see the relationship going from mentoring to more of peers. And I learned from Evan now. He's, he's a man. God has gifted him in great ways. And I can learn from him. And it's 
iron sharpening iron now. But I would also like to speak into Lori's role in all of this. And it wasn't that Lori was just mindlessly saying, oh, here comes a, a guy who wants to invest in my son. So here you go. Lori, because you were constantly seeking the Lord, everybody who was around you knew that. And you were very concerned for the well-being of your children. And I would encourage any mothers to be on your face, seeking God to be that godly mother that you need to be and create the atmosphere that will attract the right kind of mentorship situations. You would just set a standard for your family. And that's why I felt like I needed to first ask permission because you were very concerned about the well-being of your children. And I wanted to respect that. And so, yeah, just encouraging mothers to be the guardians of their family and to be godly and seeking those relationships that God may bring for their children. And moms, we've talked often that you are the gatekeeper of your home and you have been entrusted with a big responsibility. And there are some of you out there who have been that and still evil has persisted through that and your children may have been violated or hurt. And for that, I am deeply sorry. No child should have to to go through that experience. And for a mom to learn of that, that's got to be really hard. I'm thankful for the promise that God will take what was meant for evil and he will use it for good. And I've heard over and over, even in the most horrific situations, God is God and somehow he can turn it for good. And so I want to encourage you with that. But I know Dave and Evan, a lot of these moms, they're just like, I want this. I want this for my son, for my children. I want that. How would you encourage them? Because again, this sounds easy here, you know, okay, the neighbor was right there and he was a godly neighbor and he just invested in my son and it all ended in this beautiful story. And there's some moms who are on their face praying and it's just not happening at this moment. So how would you encourage those moms when it comes to mentoring? I would say that I don't know that a mom can handpick a mentor because that's more difficult. But I do think that a mom can be careful into what outlets your family's plugged into. So I know for me, being plugged into church was important as a family unit. The school that we were in, I had the blessing of being a part of a Christian education and then extracurricular activities. So sports and things like that, at least being in tune with what sort of families your children are interacting with, because that's what led to Dave and I's uh, relationship was just because my mom knew at least generally what sports I was involved in and what church Sunday school and what families were in coming in contact. And I think that's a first step is at least get your kids involved in some healthy outlets with families that are like-minded in your faith. And then let God do the rest as far as bringing a mentor into the picture. And I, I think it's just important, mom, you, you had us get jobs at young ages and that was where we met friendships and we had social outlets and community. We were involved in sports. So just saying yes to those things that 
a mom could be fearful of, you know, mm-hmm. what's going to happen, but allowing us and challenging us to get plugged into different outlets. That's where a lot of my mentors came from and people who've shaped my life is work friends and work experiences and sports. And so being in tune with, with those sort of outlets and what families are involved in those particular outlets is it going to at least start the, the process of mentorship. Really helpful. Mm-hmm. I would say also one of the beautiful things and one of the frustrating things about reading the scriptures is that God deals with every character in the Bible differently. No two stories are similar, and it's the same thing with each of our lives. So the story of Evan's experience in the Apon family is going to be completely different than every other sibling. Mm-hmm. And so you can't hear. Evan and my story and try to project that onto your children because that's not how God works. We are just an example of how God can work. And I think what we would encourage you to do is to be the godly woman that is spirit-led and just allow God to bring into your situation exactly what your specific child needs at that That time. That is so good. I love that. I love that, Mom. That's so encouraging. You know, there is a host of mentors in the Word of God for your sons. If that's all you do is talk to your sons about the men in the Bible and share those stories and look to those men, look to Daniel who went to Babylon as a young teenager, look at Joseph and direct your sons to these men as mentors in their lives because most of my mentors are widows in the Bible. I've not met them, but I can't wait to meet them when I get to heaven. But, you know, a lot of times we can have mentors at a distance as well. So you may point out to your son, a godly man who's leading his family well, or is coaching well, and maybe there's not a personal mentoring relationship, but you can point out characteristics that you feel would be helpful for him to watch. And so that's just such a good point that both of you made. Do you have anything else that you'd like to say to encourage these moms? Or I'm hoping we have some fatherless young men listening, and we may even have some people out there who are part of the body of Christ. And I hope you are listening today. And maybe this has prompted you to pray about coming alongside a fatherless young person that's in your church or maybe is on the cross-country team that your children are on. And maybe it's opened your eyes to see just, I love New Song. That was the group my husband was part of, but they sang a song and there's a line that just impacted me. It only takes a little time to show how much you care. It only takes a little time to answer their biggest prayer. And so Dave, you're taking my son fishing and you don't realize that this is like a cornerstone piece of him growing into a man is to be able to do something like catch a fish. And so maybe you're listening today and all of a sudden you're realizing, wow, there is a young boy that I see often. And maybe it's just a word of encouragement. We make it harder than it has to be. Sometimes we think like you were saying, Dave, you weren't meeting every Tuesday night and having a Bible study, although that type of mentoring can be good, but You were just 
having fun, you know, and and going about life. And then the Lord was prompting you with scripture and then he's letting the wolves howl at the right time. And it was just really <laughs> God's care for us is so much bigger than we can ever begin to understand. And so that's what I hear you all saying. Absolutely. Yeah, I would just, you know, mentorship can happen in many different ways. And um, so as mom, you know, pray through releasing the fear of what could happen to your child and entrust them into the hands of God and that they're going to, they're going to be shaped and molded in the way that they should go. And mentorship is extremely important. And moms have to have a step of faith in the Lord and then a, a step of faith in those that the, your children come in contact with that they're going to go in the right direction that God has for them. But I wanted to share a verse that I think is a pretty good summary of, of my mentorship and connection with Dave. It's Hebrews 10, 24, and it says, let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day of eternity approaching. So continuing to spur one another on as Dave and I's relationship is molded and matured where we do spur each other on through life experiences and different things that we walk through. It's just so important that all of us have someone that is pouring into our lives and then that we be obedient and pouring into somebody else's life as well. And that's been a beautiful part of my life too, is I now have an opportunity to mentor some of the young kids that I come in contact with and then using a lot of the same tools that I learned from Dave and being able to pour into the next generation of people because there's a needy generation below us and people who need to be pointed in the right direction and need to be um, given an example of godliness. And so um, being obedient in that is such a blessing now. I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's a great way to bring this to a close. Dave, thank you so much for your investment in my son's life. Thank you for sharing this with others. It is beautiful to see Evan, you turn around and mentor others now. Moms, I say this often, being a single mom, being fatherless is not the end of the world. And it's often the very thing that God is going to use to shape you into who he wants you to be. He uses trials. He uses suffering. He wants us to be desperate for him. And so in your desperation, he will be there. He is everything that you need. And he is an amazing defender of the widow and father to the fatherless. Evan, would you be willing to close us in prayer? I will. Father, we thank you so much for the way that you take what Satan plans for evil and you use it to turn it for good. And I thank you for my mother and her obedience and her faith in surrounding me with godly mentors in my life. And I thank you for Dave and the impact that is eternal on my life and will make a difference for generations to come. And I pray for the young ladies that are listening to this, the families that are listening to this, that you would, uh, that you would give them the faith to endure this life and that you would 
take away any fear and anxiety that they may be feeling, that they would be faithful to God's word and through prayer would be obedient in raising their children. And I pray that you will continue to challenge all of our hearts to be eyes up in our life, that we would be able to hear and see of the ways that you want us to make a difference in people's lives and that we would be obedient to those opportunities. We thank you for every good gift and every person that has come into our lives that has shaped us. And we ask that you would give us the courage to make a difference and that we would be obedient to God's word. And thank you for Dave and for Lori and for the opportunity for us to share in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Ladies, I hope you've been encouraged. No doubt you've been encouraged today. And I pray a blessing on you that God will bring the men into the lives of your children that will be used to encourage them in the way that they should go. And they would encourage you as well. Please take time to share this with other moms. We're right in the middle of talking about mentoring. We have a series going on, so you'll get to hear some other stories. So I I hope you'll come back. Until then, just know that God will be faithful to you.